to Straight from the Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Radishel, hosting this show with my good friend Bryce Olden. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to episode 9. Man, we're 9 episodes in. I'm Can you believe it? it? I'm loving it. Me too. Uh, first, I'd like to give a shout out to my grandmother. It was her birthday um, this past week. A sweet lady, one of the most important people in my life. Uh, so I'm just going to shout out to her um, for just pretty much being the rock of our family. And uh, let's get right to it. Let's get, let's get, let's get into the madness. We're going to jump right into it. And the madness starts in the NBA as typical. Indeed. Uh, because right now, it's the season is back. It is. And it is. Uh, most teams have played about four or five games. Um, so the big thing that we have is uh, just to mention it right real quick to kind of roast somebody. In the East, the Magic will be probably playing. Okay, they're gonna, they might have played tournament, but the Magic are guaranteed that spot. The Wizards could win every single game, and the Magic could lose every single game. And they still wouldn't catch them. The, the minute, so I'm just saying, like, like I mean, not I mean, nobody cares. They're gonna play the Bucks, and they will hopefully swept, if not gentlemen swept, because they did pull one game from 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 Toronto last year. Caught them off guard, yeah. So they, I'm not saying they do it to Bucks, but they could. Because Aaron Gordon's pretty good. But besides that, then we'll get gentlemen swept. But that's as far as the East takes us, really. And then, you know, whatever happens standing-wise will change. You know, that, that I guess that's about it. But the real heat picks up in the West. As the Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, New Orleans Pelicans, Phoenix Suns, Sacramento Kings are all within games of each other of possibly getting that spot. Right now, technically, Memphis does have the spot, and Portland would be part of the playing tournament. Um, but uh, just real quick, right now at 12, Devin Booker is playing out of his mind, as you mentioned earlier before we started the podcast, especially with, if you don't remember, the buzzer beater against the Clippers, Clippers which is right now the second seed in the West. You know what? I got something to say about Devin Booker. Let me, let me, let me speak on this real quick. There are a few times – oh, that's a lie. When it comes to talking about basketball, nine times out of ten, as you've seen throughout this podcast, I'm right. Okay. And loves being, I, you know how hard it is to be right about the draft? I called it with Devin that Booker. That is very hard, yes. And Devin Booker, I want to say this is back in 2015 when he was at Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, under John Calipari. At the time, John Calipari had like this something, he called a platoon system, okay? Mm-hmm. He had a monster starting five. That's right. And his bench was so good that they would come in, like he had five guys and he would sub in five. He had like. Carl Anthony Towns was on the team. Oh, yeah, he was on the team. Tyler Eulis was on the team. Trey Lyles was on the team. The Harrison Twins was on the team. Uh, Dakari Johnson, Marcus Lee. That was stacked. And I'll never forget because everybody was talking about Carl Anthony Towns. And he, he was the best player, no doubt about it. But my favorite player after him, actually my favorite player on the team was Devin Booker because he's the only guy he, he could shoot the ball. He had the best shot on the team. I respect shooters. A lot more than people give him credit for. And at the time, now it's funny that the narrative has kind of changed about his game. But at the time, he was he could defend. When he came into the game with Tyler Eulis, they were they were known as the the defensive right. backcourt out of the right. Harrison twin. Um, and I never forget he entered the draft, and and everybody was kind of like surprised that he entered the draft. They was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like was you know what I mean? Like Devin, I thought he should have came back. I'm like, come back. He you you're gonna start. You're gonna be a top five pick. But he knew what he was doing. He came out. Uh, Got taken by Phoenix, and I knew the minute he got took by Phoenix, I think in the la- I think like the fourteenth pick or something like that, the end of the lottery. I'm like, they got a steal. Phoenix finally, they Phoenix and botched a bunch of draft picks. Alex Lynn, Dragon Bender, 
Jack mm-hmm. Jackson. I mean, the it's a nasty list. Right now with Dre, Dre, uh, just DeAndre Aiden, we don't know, but uh, he looking good. He's um, looking, he looking good. good. Um, but yeah. I knew I'm like Devin Booker. I think they got it right, and it's just nice to see him finally coming into his own. He been a, he's always been a scorer. Score. You know what I'm saying? He always been able to come in. You know, the game start. He can heat up. But it's nice to see him evolve his game and doing everything in his when, power when to he win is the game. On, he is on. Yeah. I mean, don't forget that game they lost. I mean, granted, he's – I mean, unfortunately he is on the Suns, who have managed man and, and just their draft picks have been, besides him, really kind of horrid. But um, he dropped 70 points against Boston in, a, in an L. But he dropped – I mean, 70 points. That's the most anyone's dropped since Kobe Bryant dropped 81. So when he's on – he can be very on. He averages almost 25 points a game every single every single year. Um, gave him a reserve spot in the All-Star selection, but definitely should have been a, a guaranteed All-Star, I think, for how well he plays. Because, like we discussed, the All-Star game isn't a record thing. MVP, maybe, you know, record gets him, you know gets involved. But to me, an All-Star is purely about player performance. And, and you know what? It's nice to see Phoenix doing well because I truly believe this. At some point... The, the you, you can't you only stock up on so many on lottery right, picks right, right at some right. point you got to start winning right mm-hmm. it's it's a bunch of teams right now who are in the phoenix like kind of mode right where they got a bunch of young talent sacramento is one of Absolutely, them yeah. atlanta even though they was horrible this year they got like four lottery picks on the team yeah. at some point it's time to start moving forward well, the, well, i'm sick of all this like like you know like the process they did in philadelphia no okay you got three you get three they have four all stars <laughs> right look if you any GM or coach worth their salt. And I want to give a shout-out to James Jones, uh, the GM for the uh, Phoenix Suns, for putting this team together. At some point, you got to say, all right, we got the talent. Okay, we got we got Aiden. Mm-hmm. We got Mikael okay, Bridges. Yeah. We drafted uh, Booker. Now let's start putting some talent around him. They went out and got Kelly Oubre, who, who was still hurt, but they got him. They got Aaron Baines, right? They got Ricky Rubio. They got Dario Sarge. Okay, now it's time to start winning. At right. some point, it's time to start winning. So even if they don't make it, at least they know, okay, next year, it's a, it's a, we going to have some expectations for Phoenix. I expect Phoenix to make the playoffs next year. Absolutely. No excuses. They're, I don't care. They're, I don't they're close this year, and, and I think they're based on what the other teams are doing. Um, nothing against Memphis and nothing against Portland, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think Phoenix has, especially with how well they, they can play when they do play well, mm-hmm. especially when people are healthy, because right now I understand there's, there's some unhealthy things there and with Corona and all that stuff, but if they're healthy, they do have guys statistically and just style of play that go together. They should, yes, absolutely. Maybe even be a seventh seed. I think they could. I think they could. They could fight their way to playing that well. The problem is, which I also think is a problem that they have, is consistency. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, Devin Brooker is playing out of his mind right now. But he has had, to me, despite playing well, just every now and then he has streaky tendencies where he doesn't maybe you know play as well as he could have. But that's because the team around him again isn't as well that it makes it hard for him to play well. But I, I think you're right. I think they need to make the playoffs next year 100%. I think they have expect, at least have the expectation too. As, as a Phoenix Suns fan, I would think they, they would have expectations for that. And also, uh, one thing I've noticed is, you know what? I know I talk bad about the Spurs a lot, and rightfully so. I'm sick of the Spurs. They're boring. They're old. I don't care about Popovich this, Popovich. I don't care anymore. I'm done with the Spurs. The only reason why I used to root for the Spurs in the finals is because I couldn't stand the Eastern Conference, <laughs> right? I didn't care about the Pistons in 05. 
I damn shouldn't care about LeBron and the crew in 07 and them god-awful teams. You know what I mean? I just yeah. didn't. The Nets in 03, I didn't care. All right, Tim Duncan, Parker, Gen- yeah, whatever, cool. You know, Ginobili, Dayton, Eva Longoria, she's high. I root for the Spurs. That works for me. I am done with the Spurs. I don't want them to make the playoffs this year. I don't want them to put that old stench in the playoffs. I want them to go home. Oh, I do like DeMar DeRozan. Just shout out to him. <laughs> I, uh, if you ever started a conversation about DeMar DeRozan, we were going for another hour. I didn't say my piece about him plenty of times. We're going to have a conversation about DeMar DeRozan one day. Okay. I don't know what po- I don't know what godforsaken podcast that's going to be, but <laughs> we're going to have to talk about it. Let's talk for another day. But... The Spurs are playing well. I think they've only lost one game so far in the restart. I'm not sure. I have to double check that. Uh, I could they, care less they, about. They it. actually lost two. They just lost good, a second. Good. I could care less about the Spurs, but I don't like. I don't like the fact that Demar Derozan and I hate to quote uh, Skip Bayless, but he does become defrozen in the playoffs, and I hate that hairstyle he got. He does. He does become defrozen, unfortunately. I don't like Lamarcus Aldridge. You know what I mean? He he looks like a world beater in the, in the regular season. And then he turns into a Teletubby come playoff time and shoots that ugly fadeaway jumper and gets further and further away from the basket come playoff time. I, I don't like that. And the rest of them dudes, I mean, they're a nice, you know, group to root for, you know. Right, White. Deontay Murray. Derek uh, White. Derek White. He's, I don't like the way he looks. <laughs> uh, Right, let's stay, let's stay here. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like he, I, you know. What but I'm I saying? agree. I think I think it's time for the Spurs to enter a rebuilding process, or at least to understand the fact that they aren't that team that they used to be. But one thing I and I'm going to ask you something about this okay. about the Spurs is because people people have to understand, and we're going to see this with the, we would have saw this with the Patriots this year had they not picked up Cam Newton, but we're going to see it this year with the Spurs in that what happens when you don't have the talent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just can, naturally don't have the talent. Right, yeah. Like, like, like we said, the Suns have the talent now. No, I'm just saying, team. yeah, it's easy to be a great coach when you got Tim Duncan. Yeah, it's easy to be the great coach when you got David Robinson. Absolutely. And uh-huh. you got Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker. But now that you don't got those guys, is it really you or was it really them? I, th- I always believed that as great as Popovich was, he was a great mentor and he was a great okay, voice. Okay. But I always thought that the, pl- the that players, I always thought they were. Okay, bad. well then, what about Phil Jackson? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. It Scottie was the Cooper. players. Now Phil Jackson. Okay, because because real quick, Phil Jackson did take them up above where Doug Collins had them in the four years that Doug Collins was there. He, they did win the championship the first year with Phil Jackson. Now he was an assistant though. But my question is, and, and nothing against Phil as great because he is a good coach. Nothing, I'm not taking away, but. When you have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and then then add Dennis Rodman to that squad, and then you go right after that, you go to Shaq and Kobe. I'm sorry, there's a lot of rings there. Right. So for for for, for there's there's just, just a lot to go there. So that's all I'm saying. So, um, but I do have something I I kind of uh, want you to speak on uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the West. And when it comes to the Rockets, I kind of want you to talk about because Rockets been balling. I want I want you to talk about. Do you truly believe? I want your opinion. Do you truly believe the Rockets are a threat? Do you truly believe they're a team that can beat in the West? Before you say anything, let me go. Th- I just want to go through the standings real quick on, on except that. Okay, I watched the Lakers and I watched the Clippers play. Okay, and, and one thing that I saw about that is, is the Clippers won. No, the, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Clippers lost. By two points on a LeBron who shot, he missed. He got it back, put it back up. But there was no Lou Williams, and there was no 
mantras hell at all so i don't understand so so for me that is that is not i mean it's a win is a win but it's not an impressive win to me for the lakers who then lost their next game and then they have a win okay but but and then and, and then about what you say about the rockets okay they're the fifth seed but they have you know they they've had some you know ups and downs and right now you know they've done very well winning two out of the three but I don't believe in Houston. I don't believe him. I haven't believed in Houston. I don't. I feel like they're going to end up like some of these other teams, kind of like Toronto in the East when they had DeMar DeRozan, um, kind of like Phoenix Suns back when they had Steve Nash, that even kind of like um, Kevin Garnett with the with, with Minnesota. They're a good team. You know what I'm saying, Bryce? They're, Bryce, they're a good team, but they, to me, do not have that thing to take them over the top. I do think they could upset possibly the Clippers or the Lakers, depending on how, you know, how the standings come out. I do think they could upset one of those teams. It maybe even get to the finals, but I don't see them. I really don't see James Harden winning a ring, and I really don't see Russell winning winning a ring playing together. And also, one more thing to point out is I think Dallas has a seventh seed, though. OKC, Houston, Utah, and Dallas are all really close within each other. And I think they could, you know, Dallas could make that climb. And, you know, maybe even Oklahoma City if Chris Paul wants to pull something out. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think Houston has the ability to make to, to win a championship. I don't think they could get to the finals. They could upset one of those teams or get to the conference finals. But I don't see them. Sorry for my ramble here, but I don't see them winning. And like I said, Lakers, unimpressive win with the Clippers. They won by two points, and they didn't have Montrose Hill or Lou Williams. So to answer your question, no, the Rockets, I don't think have it. And the Lakers, they need to step up their game up because – that was a weak win against the Clippers. And you know what? I think Dallas or OKC might surprise some of these teams. So, with the Rockets. In the standings. With the Rockets, it's, it's one of those things where we have to see it to believe it type of things, right? Absolutely. Is for them, we for know, them a lot. I know what people say about James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Well, I, I, we know I, the narrative. But I just said it right. We know the narrative. But I think me and you both believe, I think everybody believes that they are championship type of level players. Absolutely. Right? Russell Westbrook plays. If there's any guy that you know does not cheat you when you watch him, it's Russell Westbrook. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we know, we know when it comes to like Russell Westbrook that he's not going to you know, screw us over. James Harden, to me, right now, is the best scorer in the game. Kevin Durant's hurt, but even healthy, I, I got to lean toward James Harden. I know this sounds blasphemous, but James Harden just, to me, is just on another level right now. But the Rockets, my thing with the Rockets, it's not those guys, believe it or not. It's the other guys. I want to know when a game gets tough. And because what's going to happen is, what's going to happen is, uh, when a game gets tough, one of, Russ, Russ is not a great shooter, right? So they're going to force him to shoot. Russ going to drive to the basket anyway, but he's still going to, you know what I mean? He's going to force him to shoot. Right, and the problem is he wants to shoot the right. ball too, which is nothing which is nothing wrong with a and star James player. And James Harden, he's, you know, he's a volume scorer, so he's going to run, burn down. That just happens. That just happens to every scorer. Mm-hmm. My thing is, when it happens, does Dan Tony make the adjustment? Maybe he tries to give, and I know Eric Gordon is down right now. Hopefully he comes back. I got to check on the status of that. But do you go to him? Do you give create more shots for you know Austin Rivers to get some ISO baskets? You know what I'm saying? Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore, Daniel House. Like, are you gonna evolve your offense to where it's not a two horse to a two pony show? Yeah, because if, because Oklahoma City, nothing against the sorry to cut you off, but like nothing was wrong with Durant and Westbrook, and they had a chance to go to the finals when Warriors came back. But I think you can see as great as that team was, that yeah, just a dynamic duo. There needs to be a third guy that doesn't have to be you can have a dynamic duo you don't need a big three 
because I think Milwaukee does it very well with their dynamic duo. Right. But everybody on that team can score. Bledsoe can come out and play. Ersan can come out and play. Um, you know, every now and then there's a guy that steps up. Brooke Lopez can step up and play when he needs to. Right. And I think you agree. With the Rockets, as much as great as Harden can drop 40, 50 a night and West can drop 30 in that same night, that's that's 80 points. Right. You got to go. You get 100-plus points, and you, you need to do it effectively. But more, but more than that is when you're creating a championship team, you have to instill in everybody that they matter, right? And it's, it's not even about that whole, well, every guy needs to do their role. We all know that. Right, right? everybody knows. It's everybody, a team. You, it's you, a team game. You, you come to the game, you defense, you rebound, you go for that. We all, everybody got their role. For me, it's making sure that everybody is ready to perform that role, right? Because if, if it's just me and you and we just, you score now and I score now, and everybody else just standing it around. That's an easy offense to evict. You can you can you can eventually construct a defense to derail that, which is what happened to the Rockets. Outside of that one year where they missed 27 threes, I don't think that'll ever happen. Oh my again. goodness, that was insane. But other than that, you can construct an offense to stop a you score, I score, you score, I score. Just like the Blazers mm-hmm. last year with right, Damian right, right, right. you can stop that type of offense. But I want to see what the Rockets is when you get to the playoffs and you got your two guys gun running and and say that you go with the Clippers and the Clippers right. constructing off a defense. Okay, we can stop him. We can do this. We can slow them down. Where are the adjustments going to come in for Dan Tony? Because if he doesn't make any adjustments again, then at that point I won't blame Tillman Fertitta and Daryl Moore for saying, "All right, Mike, we're moving on." Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and I'm not saying that like guys like PJ Tucker have had. And you know Austin Rivers in his moments have had good, good. They've, you know, they especially PJ yet. Tucker play. has played well. But I do want to see more from them, unfortunately, yeah. uh, because one, they're playing small ball, so Tucker as the the big man yeah. needs to step up. And I'm not saying it's easy, like step up PJ Tucker, but I'm just saying you know, you need to feel that, understand your role now, and say I do have to sacrifice and play a lot harder. But because he's smaller, I need some of these other guys to get down there and try to fight for a rebound as well, because they're playing smaller. But I'm talking about something a bit different. Well, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. It's not about for me. I'm figuring about who's going to be that third guy, yeah. the, the third well, or fourth guy to Aaron help Gordon. out. If he was healthy, it'd be Eric Gordon. I'm saying, right, but he's not. I'm saying, uh, well, when he's healthy, it'll be him. I'm saying that I trust PJ Tucker to do his job. I trust Austin Rivers to do his job. I'm saying I want Mac D'Antoni to change the offense to where it's not a two pony show. Yeah. So, because the problem is. When these guys are standing around and waiting for the ball, because Austin Rivers came out in an interview and said, because everybody was bashing James Harden, he was like, "That's he." James Harden is doing what Mike D'Antoni wants him to do. I want Mike D'Antoni to change the offense to where it's you guys aren't just standing around, okay? Right. They're just you need. That's you, not how offense works. You have two. You got Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Like they can pass the ball too. They both have averaged a lot of assists. Triple, triple doubles too. Like you can create a more free, a free flowing offense. You don't mm-hmm. have to just have I score, you score. I truly believe this. If Mike D'Antoni does not make any adjustments as far as making guys do more. That's made us prefer. That's what I'm saying. Give yeah, more responsibility, yeah, yeah, but, but, but he saying. needs to give them more responsibility. Right, right? I, I don't. It's not like Let's I don't think these that. guys mm-hmm. can do other stuff. It's just he has the offense to where he does not want them to do other stuff. Right. And if he keeps having offense like that, once again, he's going to be going home, and we'll be like, "Well, let's told y'all it didn't work. Small ball doesn't right. work." Rockets gonna be like, "What's going on?" So you know, that's how I feel about that. Um, and then, yeah, and then just kind of wrap up with the NBA a little bit. Um, Ben Simmons also left with the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, let me let me let me start with Jared. Jack- let me start with Jackson first. Jackson mm-hmm. Jr. 
among the Grizzlies out for the rest of the season. First of all, the Grizzlies have lost four straight to start this. There's four teams coming right right behind them. And not that John Morant can't, you know, maybe lift his team up. And, you know, every now and then Grayson Allen has, has, has some good points. And they, they, have a, they have a good squad around them. But I'm sorry, that's a big hurt. That, that's a big that's a big time injury because he's a great great player. They're done. Um, I, oh, you think they're done? I, the, I, no disrespect to any of the. Well, no, I, I guess. The, I guess. I, I think the back. All the disrespect to all the Memphis Grizzlies fans out there. Y'all had a good season. Whoop de doo. Y'all was not. To, we, you know. Y'all. You, you know got the I mean? Roy. You got the Roy. You, you got you got the Ricky of the year. You, you got the dope Vancouver Grizzlies uniforms. Like he wasn't expecting to be here. Taylor Jenkins was a possible coach of the year candidate. Whoop de doo. Like bye. It's time to go. Yeah. I would rather see. And, and for, yeah, I would say for, go, go with that. Right. I would rather see Portland. I want. I, I, I per, want Portland. I personally I want, believe. I like Damian Lillard. Right, I personally believe that Portland will catch them. Oh, they will. And, and if, if, if Jackson's out, yeah, they for sure knock them out. Um, Memphis has been a good run. Um, sucks that Bill Street isn't crack, isn't popping because you we could at least go, you know, hang out there. Then you gotta go home and just chill in the, in the city of Memphis. I don't know what's too much to do outside of Bill Street. Good barbecue. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, it's it's been a nice little ride for them. But you know, it's it's time for the big boy basketball, yeah. and it's time for and Memphis. Nothing against go. Memphis, but I think you guys need no, to. No, no, I got no. no listen, I want to be nice. I, I think with the injury, you take and realize, look, it's not gonna happen this year. I know, you know, there's the whole, you know, there's 16 teams. Every team has a chance, which we've only seen the Houston Rockets really be a low-seeded team back in the 90s. Take it, but listen, Portland, even if Portland that gets... That was a rarity. I don't, people don't even use that. Yeah, and not yeah, to mention, yeah. Kitty Kima Lajewan. Right. And, and, they had, they were two and, they, and they had already won previously, so... Right, so, right. Everyone has a bad year, like, like kind of like how Houston's the fifth seed if they were... But my point is, is even if Portland gets in, and let's say they catch the Mavericks... They're not catching the Mavericks. They're not going to win either. If they beat the Lakers or the Clippers, depending on how that feels out, which I guarantee you will be the Lakers they play. If they beat them, that would be the greatest upset to me, one of the best, greatest, craziest upsets ever. But it's not your year. Without Jackson, there, there's not a chance. But I mean, I don't not even a slightest chance. I don't want to overshadow. I mean, they had a great season. No, they did absolutely. They had John, but, I mean, it's a for, for losing for losing Mike Conley and some of these guys. Yeah, and and, and, and uh, Marcus Gasol. Yeah, and for Jada to come in and. and Put up the same numbers he put up in college, at, you know, twenty some points a game. I mean, uh, it's a great. Season. I want to give a salute to Taylor Jenkins, is the head coach. He did a hell of a job. They got some rough riders down there in Memphis. I mean, you got Dylan Brooks, who've been a pain in my butt since he was at uh, Oregon. You know, busted my bracket a couple times. They got Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga once again. Shout out to my boy Tyler, Grayson Allen, the trip guy. I mean, they got a lot of talent in Memphis, so definitely have a bright future. But right now, it's big, boy, it's big boy basketball. I think Memphis, Phoenix, even San Antonio has <laughs> a better chance of, you know, because I think we both can agree, if Memphis keeps the eighth spot, they're getting swept. They're getting swept. Yeah. And they may get blown out in a couple of games. It, it's going to get ugly. Sure. Um, um, but I, I, mean, I don't have a problem with them staying there. I definitely think they may be able to I muscle mean, it out. The Lake, I would rather see. But they've lost four straight games. It would, would, would be nice to see like Dame and Melo in the playoffs. So I kind of want to see that. Uh, I do. I do. And I think they, they may make it a little more challenging for the Lakers. But you know what's Just sad, though? Bit. This entire time, you know who we haven't mentioned? The Pelicans. Think about this. Before this restart st- happened, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. How much was people talking about the NBA was rigging this for the Pelicans? The NBA wants Zion in the playoffs, and literally, 
in a span of a couple of weeks is just quiet. Like it's just they quiet. They they, they, they lost two games. They just won yeah, a game but, too. But they lost two games to start off, and then they won. So mm-hmm. about this rigging, I'm not sure I'm feeling it because not that they can't catch him, not that they they definitely could catch him, but I'm just saying to start off with two L's and then get a W. I don't know who's rigging that, and they do it, and they have the easy one of the easy schedules. Yeah. So those two L's, just saying. I got a question. Do you think? Is this a disappointing season for New Orleans? Absolutely. Think so? Uh, well, let, let me say this because you made a comment about Tim. I think about ten minutes ago about the young about these young talent teams. They are very young. You know, yeah, Lonzo, they are young. Yeah. With, with the deal that they made with the Lakers to get Lonzo. Well, not, I guess they were just giving up Anthony Davis, but to get Lonzo Ball. Um, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, sorry, Brandon Ingram. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Who are all great players, I think. And, and Zion, players. technically, and then, the draft. And then they drafted Zion. Right. I think they're they're in that similar position with the Suns, but I think they, they're they going to rise a lot faster than the Suns did because Devin Booker, what is he in his, um, his fifth year now, sixth year? Something like that, yeah. Right, so it's been a while. But Ingram is in his fourth fourth year. Mm-hmm. And Lonzo's in his second year. Third? Third. Are you sure? We're terrible at math, by the way, people. Just let you guys know. Don't ever count I, I on just, us for the math. I don't follow Alonzo that much, as much as we're a sports player. Yeah, it's his third year. Yeah, it's his third year. Third year. Okay. Third year. Yeah, two years with the Lakers, right. one year with the Clippers. Yeah, hard, we know what we talk about. As well. We know what we're doing. And, and, and with his first year, I think they're going to rise a lot faster than the Suns. Yeah. Because, first of all, Ingram is a great scorer, actually. Very great scorer. Yes. He, I wish he would get bigger. He's Unlimited not going to. Buckets. He's nice. not going to get bigger, but he needs to get bigger. Lonzo knows his role as a great point guard, I think. Good defender, too. Yeah. Good defender. And, and, and he plays with this. Non hype face, kind of like Kevin Durant did, mm-hmm. but he definitely has the hype with them. And now the Zion's there. Yeah, stop eating them donuts. There's a 280 pounds, by the way, if you don't know him. At six foot nine, he's he's the same height as LeBron, but 50 pounds heavier. So be careful. With the, if he can get to like 250, 260. He's 280. Yeah, so if he can get down to like oh, 250, yeah, 260, and just stay there. Because nothing's wrong with being big, but that's a little too big. Ask Derrick Rose about those knees. Right. Okay. Get to that Charles Barkley playing with. Right. He'd be straight. So I think I think it is. I don't know if it's disappointing, but because I'm saying like from the height, they're young, but from like, the hype standpoint, is it disappointing? Right. I, I, I guess, yeah, from a hype is disappointing, but also I think everyone knows that next year is going to be something interesting. The West is going to be crazy next year. It's and always like that, though. I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying I think last year, last year, not this year, but last year the East and West started kind of to be balanced out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not just because of Kawhi either, not just because of Kawhi being in the East, but just the fact that the Bucks came up, which was after being the seventh seed. Boston was looking really well. Kawhi did leave, but then Philly just disappointed everybody. I think the, as much as – Last year? Oh, this this year. year, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I feel about Philly. No, no, and nothing against Miami, because Jimmy Butler did it came come out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting this, out but of Miami. but the fact that and Brooklyn's gonna be strong next year, which isn't of course. But, which, but I'm just saying, I think West is gonna be crazy next year. Mm-hmm. Back to the where, not that there's not a lot of magic in the East, but there's a lot of young talent to work with, and LeBron's still there. You know, Kevin, Dur- uh, I'm sorry, Paul George and Kawhi gonna be there. And, you know, still have Houston always because they're going to be there. And the Jazz always somehow have great, really good defense. And they'll get and they'll get back Donovich back. Remember, he's right. out and, right now. And the Mavericks are starting to make a come up. So, I think it'll be really interesting next year that I think you can see a seventh seed blow out, be the two seed for two. Okay. But also- or, or a six seed be a, be a three seed for two just because it's so competitive. But my point is, is for, let me let me start getting sidetracked. But it's for New Orleans Pelicans. It's been a little bit disappointing for the hype, but I definitely think that they're on the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, hey, they can catch him. Now, let's – now, 
we got all the glamour teams out the way. And I know people, you know, hate when I know like a lot of people from like a lot of like small market cities, they hate when they watch these shows and they feel like their team gets no respect. So we're gonna get some respect today. The best player in the NBA restart has been TJ freaking Warren. Yeah, the Pacers. Shout out to them. TJ TJ uh Batman Bruce Wayne Warren. You know what I mean? I don't know. 50. He's always been a baller. Don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? He was balling at NC State. He was balling. He was in Phoenix. People I like forget. You forget. He he's, he just got traded for cast considerations by Phoenix. People say Phoenix regret that. Uh, I I like the trade at the time. I still do. I'm not one of those people who bash the trade. Yeah, TJ was balling, but Phoenix can go in a different direction. But that's another right. story for today. I want to get props to Nate McMillan and the whole Indiana staff because TJ Warren. Oladipo, you know, they don't get With him three back. Three straight wins. You know what I'm saying? They don't get him back. I wish Sabonis was there because then I would I would go If there was Sabonis, yeah, they they would they might they I said would, earlier. I would I, say that I, I would say they, they, they could pass the Boston for the third spot, but I don't know if they're gonna get that far. I told I told Eric this earlier, and I'm gonna say it again. If Indiana was at full strength, I'm talking Oladipo, TJ Warren, Sabonis, Sabonis, who's out right now. Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner, and the crew, and the Holiday Brothers, and I think Jeremy, I think Lamb's out as well. But if they was fully healthy, I would go on a limb and say they would knock off. Uh, I would like, like, uh, like a, uh, like they would make the Eastern Conference Finals. It would not surprise me if they made a bum rush to the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. and knocked out Toronto or Boston or Philly Miami. along the way or Miami along the way. Like it would not surprise me at all. And I just want to give respect because TJ Warren has been playing out of his mind. And the Pacers have done, have have done a lot this year for how for how small they are and people the people don't realize it. You know, Oladipo came back and Sabonis is a great young player that people have looked over. And Malcolm Brogdon as well. Malcolm Brogdon was Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. and he was 50-40-90 last year. Part yeah. of that club, right? And T.J. Warren again has has done very well. Been the best player in the restart. I said it. I don't care if anybody has an argument with me. I don't care. He has been the best player in his restart. So I was making a shout out to them. Also, in the same vein, can we finally have an honest conversation about the Boston Celtics? What do you mean? I mean, let, let's let's cut. Like, okay, we're from St. Louis. If we established a pretty before, right? So naturally, we have to root for Jason Tatum. I'm a big Jason Tatum fan. Uh, I do root for Bradley Bill and Jason him, Tatum each. Right. I saw him play. I saw him play in high school. He went to Duke. Everybody knows I'm a big Duke fan. He played there. So naturally, I'm a root for Jason Tatum. But it's time to call a spade a spade. First of all, I'm glad he got the haircut. Jesus Christ, he 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 looked like. Yeah. It was time yep. for it was time yep. for the cut. He looked like he was in, he looked like he yep. was in some type of like he was in hiding somewhere. Uh, so I'm glad I'm glad he got that cut, but at some point with Boston and I know Danny Ainge and I know uh, Brad Stevens they get a lot of um, pass right. Danny Ainge, oh he's collecting all these assets. Brad Stevens he's the smartest mind in the game. You have three of probably you have the best wing combination in the league. You have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward. Okay. I'm sick of this inconsistent play that we keep seeing from right. them. And just so you know, I'm a Bucks fan, like you all know, so they played Boston to start. Jason Tatum, this is his stat line, okay? Mm-hmm. He played 22 and a half minutes. They lost 119 to 112, so not a very impressive win for the Bucks. But Jason Tatum had three points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals a block, shot one of 10 from the floor, one of two from the free throw line, 0 for 2 from downtown. 
he still missed a free throw. He shot one of ten, had three points, with which was a layup and a free throw. Now he bounced back the following game. He, he did. Actually, he balled the next game. I want to give him his credit, but I just the the thing about Boston is the same way I feel about Philly is that for crying out loud, can for, can can we finally get some consistency out of these teams? Like I'm sick Cause, of cause I'm honestly, sick of having I, to say I was afraid watching that game of Boston, but yeah, these teams are just it's like you guys have four, three to four all stars relatively. Um, I mean something like that in your starting. I mean, you have Kimball Walker, Jalen Brown who can dunk on anybody, Jason Tatum who's an all star, an artist formerly known as Gordon Hayward, and, and, right? Who actually had a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. He's been playing playing well as as, a, as his role. Yeah. So there's there's no reason to be. Losing the, I mean, they're, they're, they're one of two from the I start. don't trust Boston. I'm gonna come out and say it. I don't trust and them. Philly is to me the biggest disappointment in the entire league. Yeah, they have. I don't know how but, they got Harris last but year. But when you gave but, all your money to Tobias Harris, but Tobias Harris, this is what you're gonna get. It's gonna be Ben Simmons, who everyone's still on that. They don't have a point guard. John, um, I do like, um, they don't have a, they don't have a shooting, they don't have, they don't have good perimeter shooter. I do like, what's his name? It starts with W, with JW. I can't, I'm just blanking. JW, he's he's their small forward. Josh, no, I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, blanking on his name. For the for the Sixers. For the Sixers, yes, he's a good three point. Oh, shooter. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. He, he been MIA a couple of times, but they mainly use him for defense. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying I like him. But it, honestly, the, all the stars I don't like because Embiid needs to get on, needs to needs to find some energy. Look like he high out there. Ben Simmons out with the knee injury. He was balling out before he got hurt. But I'm just saying. I mean, he's. I'm not two, putting it on him. He went two. He was for, balling. He was. He went two for ten last game. The game he got hurt. Okay, so not really impressive. Not to mention, Damn, he's still having problems shooting the ball. Yeah, and he's not. I'm just. I'm sorry. There's a lot of hype about Ben Simmons, and I've never had the hype, regardless if he can. No, nah, he legit. Not. He can ball now. Let's not. I let's can, not get it. I twisted. get he can ball, but he I, don't, can ball I don't care about the hype. He. He's the what? second best player on the books. They're not turning into W's though. That's my problem. Yeah, that Al Horford trade is looking uglier and uglier oh, yeah. as right. it. That's one of the worst. I hated playing Boston. No, no, free agency. Free agency. Actually, he, he was not trading. He was a free I agency. Hated him because we'd always leave him open. Brooke Lopez just let him chop threes. He got old fast. He got old in one. He got old in one off season. He went from being a legitimate valuable piece to uh, to just being like, like damn Al Horford. What happened? Like he he's done. He looks like he's done. Like I'm surprised. There's he he should be. He would be coming off my bench. He looks like a liability at this point. Uh, he's been in the league for a, a little moment, but now I think he he about to join that. Uh, Collecting those yes, checks, yes. Uh, collecting those checks. Uh, the team, team. I'm just here for the money, because I think he's done. He, he, he turn that, yeah. I think he's done, and uh, I think Phil definitely got hoodwinked with that one. So you know, we'll we'll see. It's definitely the, it's definitely heating up, and I, I'm glad they restarted the season because now a lot of you, they, they're playing hard or balling. So it definitely glad. I'm just glad you know season's back, and I can't wait to see how the season ends and where the playoffs start. Right. Which means we'll be, which that means we are switching topics now to the Major League Baseball. Um, hits us home here. St. Louis Cardinals have had seven players and I think six staff members diagnosed with coronavirus and now have canceled a certain amount of games to their two and three start though. Um, and one of the just two noticeable mentions: Yadier Molina, despite he's old, he's great. All he's a great guy, hopefully Hall of Famer. And then young guy Carlos Martinez, great great right-handed pitcher. Who has a nasty slider, but is very streaky. Um, I don't think, as much as you know, we could talk about the Cardinals. That it's just the Corona uh, right there. What I want to say is, NBA's got it right with the bubble. I think they've done a very good job. 
I think NHL has done a very good job with hockey because you haven't heard too much about that. We don't really talk too much about that, but um, Major League Baseball is still playing like it's a regular. No, no fans, but they're still traveling around to games. I think they needed to come up construct some sort of bubble. The thing about baseball and the NFL is going to have the same problem is, see, you, the NBA is only talking about 12, you know what I mean? The, like the traveling parties right, right, for right. each team is so small. You well, can and, do a and, bubble. And, 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 and the halfway over. And the season's halfway over, so you can, well, you more can, than halfway you can over. cut down half the teams. Right. Baseball, just like the NFL, was screwed, right? Because all the teams are in play, okay? What bubble? Like I'm, like you would, like I'm trying to think of an like area they could play where they can a, a city that can accommodate or make multiple or make multiple bubbles, multiple like, bubbles, like like, like 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 big cities, like like take L.A., New York, and then maybe a, a city out somewhere else, like Kansas City. But then also, but also other problem is like like we say, like we established, half the the season hadn't started yet. So now you gotta now you gotta figure out how you gonna adjust the schedule. I'm just saying, I understand, like just I feel like some sports you can't do interleague play. It's not enough teams. I feel like some sports aren't going to make it work, and I don't think baseball is doing a very good job making it work. Miami, we talked about that last week, 18 people, and I'm pretty sure it's still growing with staff members. St. Louis Cardinals now, and I'll, there's not nothing confirmed, but there's been other, some other teams rumoring around the fact that they may have a positive test. So, obviously, the Cardinals only have about seven players. that This might blow over. I hear John Wazilak saying that they, may be st- they are clear to play in their games without these people because they do have Matt Weeders. And um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they do have backup catchers. And they that weird is from the Orioles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any player. He used to have a lot of hype. Any team out there <laughs> that is looking for players and they happen to find a guy and his team, it has Orioles. Yeah, as part Orioles of his went pet. to playoffs a little bit ago, so don't, don't oh, trash it. Okay. Anyway. You, you, saw, you saw them last year, right? Yes, I did. Okay, my apologies, Dan. <laughs> I tried this. I'm not an Orioles fan, but... Just saying. I couldn't hit the the next button, TV button, fast enough when they popped on my screen. But anyway, so so, but baseball is starting to get a lot of okay, two teams out of thirty. But my point is, is I, just the traveling is very risky. I understand they only have sixty games. I understand the bubble will be, a bubble type idea will be hard, but I just don't think that baseball is ready to make it. But it, Corona, but it begs the question: if if baseball is going to have this problem. We can almost bank on the NFL having Absolutely. this problem. Especially can, with 55-man We can rosters. bank on NCAA having this problem. And I'm not about to rule out the NBA because once all 30 teams come back, they're going to have the same issues as well because they're going to be traveling across, you know, the bounds. Yeah, and they have 58-plus players so, with staff members. So what I want, so what you, are you saying that if baseball can't do it, then – what about the other no, league? No, it's not because, like they because, all they, because they, 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 they screwed too. I don't know the deepens ever, but baseball just has been had a sour look ever since they've been trying to get the season yeah. started. So it just seems like those cloudy, those those, uh, those dark clouds are just kind of trailing over the season. And looking like that, I'm just saying it's going to die. Because baseball is America's pastime, but NFL owns a freaking day of the week, okay? As much as baseball owns October. But my point is, is baseball is the number, is. I think still the number one sport in the U.S. with football very close behind, if not has passed it. But my point is, is everyone's pissed at baseball, and I'm happy it's back. I've watched a game, I've watched a few games here and there, and you know I was watching the the Yankees Red Sox game, which is always you know intense. Aaron Judge is a great player. Um, Mookie Betts stopped playing though; he he opted out. When? Um, or Mookie Betts stopped playing? I thought. When, when he he opted out? When? He was just playing like yesterday. Oh, hey, don't he, do this to me, Eric. Maybe he did. First, David Price ball his self opted out. 
Sorry. Don't do this to me. Hold on. Not in the middle of the podcast. Let me check. <laughs> we, this, is, this is real time. We, look it up, Eric. He doing a nigga in a real time. Oh, yes. Jonas okay. Page. I'm sorry. All right, people. It wasn't. Mookie we got to talk about this. It was Jonas Cepedes. Okay. Jonas Cespedes of the. Of the uh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Mookie Betts. But of I, the New I York. Was, York I was, I was, I was me a heart attack. I was tripping. Jonas Cespedes. Remember, remember him from a couple years ago? The, 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 uh, the basher for the Mets. You know, when he went to the World Series. A big acquisition. I think he came over from Oakland Athletics. He won the home run derby. Got the, got the lime well, green. He won the, he won the home run derby, too, that one year. Did he? It's been a couple mm-hmm. years since we've seen him play. He got the lime green. He got the. Got the highlighter, you know, mm-hmm. little, little arm sleeve, wide. Uh, real quick sure. before we go on, um, the Mookie Betts thing is that I just I do remember reading an article about the Mets. So and Mookie Betts sounds like the Mets, so I just kind of got confused. Uh, there. I'm sorry. Okay, I see what you did there. Um, Jonas Cespedes told the Mets, and by told the Mets, I mean he didn't tell him a damn thing. <laughs> did they Packed his bags up in the middle of the night and dipped like he was Zorro. I mean, just said, told them, hey. Uh, you know, he was okay. It was a couple years ago. It was an NFL player named Vontae Davis for the Bills who retired in the middle of a game. That's what this reminds me of. He left in the middle of the night like it was runaway bride. And security to his room. And you find out to the next day, like, well, I think he, you know, it's like when you come home. He he informed them mid game. Yeah. They're they're playing. They're like, I'm sorry, you want to find phone? out? They, they, they said, just, yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm, um, estoy terminando mi. Which means he's terminating his season. Don't do that. I'm sorry. Don't make me look like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Sorry, I speak full Spanish. um, Shout out to Eric for speaking full Spanish. Yeah, but basically he told them that, yeah, he's terminado. He's done. And in the middle of the in the middle of the game, it was kind of like he called it the bullpen. And he called him. I thought they found out. So it was the middle of the game. I thought they found out like after the. Well, no, no. They they sent security to his room, and it's like you know, uh, uh, he's not there. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna tell him? I ain't gonna tell him. You know, the security trying to figure that out. So and then, and then um, he just so he taking his belongings. He he just uh, up and left, and his agent informed the team in game. So he even had the balls to say that he done. The agent said, um, oh, "Yeah, he um, out of there. He done. Uh, oh yeah, the, he gone. By the way, we done. So oh yeah, like I, I said, he's done me now. He he finished his season, which. I mean, he's a good player. Great hitter. He he was a good player. So we haven't seen him play in a couple of years. <laughs> so he was a good hitter. I, I liked him, but if yeah. I'm the Mets, man, I I toss his stuff out so fast. I'm like, bro, don't don't you good? Don't worry about coming back, dog. You can stay where you at. I wish he would come back in my locker room, man. Yeah. I treat him like the Astros, Bean Town. <laughs> you know, that's and, crazy though. Yeah. You just gonna leave? You gonna tell me nothing? It's sort of like Home well, Alone. Agents gonna tell him. They just, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He home, you know, Kevin at home. Waking up, you know what I mean. He got to he got to argue Squad with his family the previous day. He wake up and his family just gone. That's what he did. He just they just the mess looking for him. You know what I'm saying? And he's just nowhere to be found. Can't find him. He got on the first flight out of New York. Probably went. I don't know where he went. He got to be still in the states because I don't know if they let people leave the country nope, like that or nope, not. Nope, because I would have been gone. I mean, man, like just talk about. That's lame though. Like if I'm being honest, I know we making all kind of jokes about it. But that's that's one of the lamest things I've ever seen. At least no one's gonna fault you for leaving in the midst of all this craziness. But there's a way to go about doing it. There's a, especially when you ain't been available yeah, these last two years. I understand years the, the, from a different question, but professional, be professional. Especially especially him in particular, when he has been gone the last two years and still getting money yeah. and still getting paid, yeah. and you want to leave and like like yeah. you want to take the midnight train to Georgia, <laughs> you want to just leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what? Like, nah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of things with opting out, leaving. But one thing that's coming back. Boost Mobile. No. 
No. Not Boost Mobile. Right. Blockbuster? No. Not Blockbuster? No. They've been gone for a while. No, they, no. they never come back. Radio Shack? Circuit no. City? Power Rangers? Radio, Radio Shack still on the map? I have no idea. I've been away in a minute. Um, They still are. But XFL. If you haven't heard, Dwayne The Rock Johnson for $15 million after the XFL. If you smell. I'm after, after the XFL Section 11 the bank, the declared for bankruptcy. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, WWE star, bought the XFL for $15 million. Cheap to me. Which I don't even know bought if a whole he, league. I, he could lose that. He could lose his wallet of $15 million and not care. I'll pick it up. I'm not, I'm not telling him I picked it up, though. <laughs> anyway, so uh, for about $15 million after they had Section 11 declared bankruptcy a while back, um, and he had been close with his business partners as well, um, with Danny Garcia, with Redbird Capital Partners at Making Plans, um, so Garcia said they were planning for it. By the way, she's the first female owner of a major American sports league. Oh, that's what's up. Shout out to her. Yeah, Shout out so, to her. Um, so anyway, so they executed that. And now, so because, especially for St. Louis, because we have the Battle Hawks. But I do definitely It was think lit, too, and it was her, too. Absolutely. Bring back because the Battle Hawks. they have Hawk. one of the better quarterbacks, too. Long live but, the Battle Hawks. But, and, and not even just because of St. Louis. I think the XFL had a lot better. Had a lot. Unfortunately, Corona came and happened. But they had a lot better plan. This year than the, than the previous two attempts, yeah. I thought the XFL yeah, definitely yeah. had had a better spot. It was looking good, and now Dwayne's just publicity wise brings a lot to the XFL. Yeah. And because of the coronavirus, there's no rush. Right. They can kind of take their time and plan it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure ESPN will have no problem. Because um, I want to say was it ESPN who was helped broadcasting the games. I'm not sure, but I think it was ESPN. I'm pretty sure they will have no problem. You know, re-leaking up and, and showing the XFL games. But if I'm the Rock, or I'm sorry, Dwayne Johnson, Mr. Johnson, whatever he likes to be called. <laughs> uh, if, if I'm him, I'm going to take my time. Absolutely. We're not coming back next year. I, at the earliest, we may show the XFL in 2022. At the earliest. We're going to take our I mean, time. That's smart. I was gonna, about to say two years. We're, we're going to plan this right. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do it right. And we're going to make sure that we're sustainable. Okay? We're not going to have a league. And then every time we're not gonna throw it together and then right. have a breakdown and like then, it has the last right. three like times. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna do this right because the XFL was one. It was cool. It was. It was, new. It was cool. The different, especially if in cities that don't have football like we did. On the Rams like, left, hopped I'm up. I'm telling people, LA. watch the. I, 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 me and my friend, we were actually gonna buy tickets to the Battlehawks mm-hmm, game because mm-hmm. you look at it. You look at the Ever Jones down in St. Louis, which has been empty on, outside of like concerts and auto uh-huh, shows. Right. It was, you, it's nice to see football back up in there. The fans was going insane. Now, one thing they should do is, if I'm the XFL, is I would put more dollars and money into teams, into markets that don't have football. I'm not going to put all my money into, like, L.A., New York. Like, I'm going to put my money, like I said, into the St. Louis of the world. You know what I mean? Some of these other cities. They have football markets. Relatively, Memphis. Right, you know what they I'm have saying? football markets. Maybe some teams in the South. Like, I'll put more money into those than I'd Absolutely. say these other mm-hmm. places. Uh, I'll throw a team in Vegas, just like, you know, the Raiders there. I'll throw uh, San Diego. You know, I'll put some teams there, you know. Because just it's Vegas. To, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have room for anything. Right. So, you know, it's going to be fun. I'm glad he's doing it. The Rock stay doing big things. Uh, I heard, you know, no, he's he going to be one of the first. Um, just another little caveat on the side. You're going to be one of the first production companies. They're going to start back up shooting yep, yep, stuff yep, yep, yep. for Netflix. So, The Rock, once again, showing why he's, you know, the best damn thing going. So, shout out to The Rock. And um, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, where the XFL, he has some discounts on the SmackDown hotels that he's planning mm-hmm. on putting up uh, and checking a few people in there. Uh, but other than that, nothing else.
Yep, and that wraps up our time. And if you aren't, and if you're listening, you're not crazy. Today is Wednesday. It is. We will be coming out with another podcast on Saturday. We are moving to two days a week. Deuce, deuce. Just because I feel like everybody loves our Can I pull show. That off? Can I pull off the deuce, deuce? Uh, I, mean, I tried to sound real hard, real gangster like when I did it. There's a reason I'm still talking. Okay, fair enough. Um, we'll discuss that later. But yes, two days a week we're moving to just because we understand sports are getting back up, but we know everyone loves this show. So. Shout out to it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Eric2320. Bryce SFHM Podcast. Then the dot podcast? No, just podcast. Oh, it is? I got it okay. right this time. Okay. And um, we're going to leave you a couple questions. One, co-coach of the year, Brad Stevens or Mike Budenholzer. If you had to pick one, who would be it? Well, well actually, Billy Donovan. And oh, I'm sorry. Billy Donovan and Mike Budenholzer. If you had to pick one, who would it be? And that's all the time we have. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you on Saturday. Peace.